Hey, how we doing, y'all? Good? Good? All right, you know what? I'm going to try that again. I'm going to walk off. Ready? Y'all are awake this morning. I know it. I've seen it already, okay? Ready? How we doing, y'all? Okay, there we go. Hey, if you have your Bibles with you, let me see them up in the air. We're going to dive in right away. If you got your Bible with you, let me see it, let me see it, let me see it. Heck yeah, okay? We're turning back to Jonah uh, chapter 1. We're going to finish off chapter 1 and jump into chapter 2. Y'all enjoying your time at Hume so far? Yes. Okay, these dramas are awesome. This worship team is awesome. A little bit of a recap. Last night, we saw that God is a God that pursues. As we open up this book and we dive into a story about Jonah, we understand that this, this book is not just an isolated story about Jonah, that it's the greatest story ever told Genesis to Revelation. Right? We looked at these 66 books written by 40 authors over a span of 1,500 years on three continents and three, three languages telling one great story. That no matter what book you're in, no matter what chapter or verse you're reading, that this entire story points to one thing. And it points to the heart of God and who he is and what his purpose is. So if you're taking notes this morning, what I want you to write down at the very top of your note sheet, or you can write this in the side of your Bible in Jonah, that God's heart is always for his purpose, and that his purpose is always salvation. And that's what we can see, that Genesis through Revelation, from the very beginning, right? We talked about this last night, that God, from the first moment that sin entered into the picture, and remember, sin is any thought, word, action, or attitude. Thanks, Maddie. Y'all give it up for Maddie. Sin is any thought, word, action, or attitude that goes against God's design for our lives. Right? And so we looked at this concept last night. We saw it with my nephews with the trucks. Right? Remember the 57 trucks and they're battling over the one. Why? Because there's sin in the world and it's brokenness and you see it and it's crystal clear. And as we grow up and as y'all have turned 11, 12, 13, 14, as you look at your adult leaders that are 25, 35, 55, 105, whatever it is, right? Like you look at, there's sin in our lives. It's in your life. It's in my life. And there's a reason that we start looking at this story and understanding that this book is not about what we have done to get to God. That this is the greatest story ever told about what God has done to get to us. And we see it in the first two verses in Jonah chapter 1, where he says, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Right? You got to stop right there and pause and realize that the God of the universe, the God that always has been, the God that always will be, his word comes to Jonah. And if we're not careful, and you've been around church a lot, you can hear a phrase like that and go, no, for sure. Like, God came and he spoke to Jonah. But friends, that, that should rock our world a little bit. Like, the, the God that spoke into existence, the world that we see, that he created the snow that's falling, that he said, mountain range, you go there, ocean, I'm going to separate you and put land here. That God cares enough to come down and give a word to a man like Jonah. And not only does the, his word come to Jonah, but he says, go and preach in Nineveh. Right? God is a God that pursues, and not only was he pursuing Jonah, but he was pursuing Nineveh. And we understand that the Bible is not just a story about what happened. The Bible is a story about what happens. And so when we start unpacking that God is a God that pursues Jonah and God is a God that pursues Nineveh, we can be confident in the fact that God is a God that pursues us. That thousands of years later, we were gifted with God's word. 
to know and understand the God behind this Bible, to understand who he is and what he's like, to give us perspective on what we should be like and how we should live our lives. Right? That there's good news in this text. There's good news in this story, and we're going to start to unpack that this morning. That God is a God that pursues, but the problem is the reason that he's pursuing is because there's sin and there's brokenness in your life and in my life. I got to go on a missions trip uh, a couple years back down to the Dominican Republic. And we were down there and we were checking into our hotel with our youth group. And for some reason, like I grew up as a missionary kid and so we traveled a lot. I, I have this weird affinity for hotels. Like I really enjoy staying in a hotel. Anybody else? You know, with me. I know there's some people that are like prefer the comfort of their own bed. But for some reason, I like going, like I, I like the continental breakfast, that little waffle machine, you know, that like spins over and you just get fresh waffles in the morning. And you can leave your room a mess. And you come back that afternoon, it's all being cleaned and there's fresh towels. I could get used to this, right? I like hotels. And so I was, we were checking into this hotel in the Dominican Republic, and it struck me that the spiel that they were giving us at the front desk was very similar to the spiel back in America. And it was, you know, the, the whole breakfast is between 7.30 and 9, and here's your key card, and, you know, there'll be towels in the room, and if you want to protect the environment, hang up the, hotel, the, the towel. If not, you know, just throw it in the sink. Like the whole hotel spiel that you get pretty much anywhere you stay in a hotel. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Different country, same spiel. And then at, right at the end, the, the gal checking us in, she goes, oh, by the way, just one more thing. There's a field behind the hotel, and Dominican Republic has been a, a country where there's been a lot of civil war. And so the field directly behind the hotel, if you're going to play in it, like whatever, you know, you guys are a youth group, if you're going to do anything back there, just be careful because there's some old landmines from the war. Anyways, enjoy your stay. And I'm sitting with my crew, right? And I'm going, I'm sorry. Did you say landmines? <laughs> like there's, there's not a lot, of, like that's not in your typical hotel spiel. Like here's your towel and watch out for landmines. Like that doesn't really happen too much. And so I look at my crew and auto automatically go like, hey, the field behind the hotel, off limits. Like we're not going there. Like youth pastors in the room, leaders in the room, you can agree with me. That's not a call you want to make back home, right? You don't want to go, hey, Mrs. Wilson, you know, Timmy, you know how he used to have two legs, right? Like that's not like, that's not a fun call to make as a youth pastor, as a leader. Like, well, we were just playing ultimate Frisbee and Timmy stepped on a landmine. Like that's not, we don't go there. We just go, hey, entire field off limits. But y'all, you know how easy it would have been in, with today's technology? Right? Like, you know that person that's always walking around? For us in our, on our beaches, I feel like there's always somebody out there with those hotels, or pff, hotels, at those earphones on, and the, uh, the metal detector, and they're out there like looking for treasure on the beach. You ever seen these people that are like looking for some sort of metal somewhere? To me, I'm like, why can't we just go out to that field and just throw some hotels over your ears, okay? And then, I'm just kidding, okay? And then you take the metal detector, go out there and go, beep, landmine right here, cone, cone, cone. Hey, y'all, youth group, stay away from this one, certain death. And you go out there, beep, cone, 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 landmine, right? There's got to be some sort of landmine detection or even just metal detection to where we can mark off this field and go, okay, see all the coned areas? Certain death. Everything else, free play. Like, go on, do whatever you want to do. And friends, last night when I shared a little bit of my story, talking about the backyard gnomes and the front yard gnomes, to me, growing up, 
In the church, all I wanted was to be free. All I wanted was to do what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. And I looked at my friends.